Hi, this is Nayeta. Hi, this is Oliver. And you're listening to The, the Help, Help Show. Show. Thank you guys um, for tuning in tonight um, at 6 p.m. Central Time <laughs> for our final thought. So, Oliver, what did you think about Dr. Bennett and Sabah? I thought they were amazing. They were two great interviews and uh, you know, lots of uh, information there, lots of things that I learned. <laughs> so, with let's start with Dr. Bennett, and we're talking about good, um, good health. I mean, good mental health mm-hmm. and bad mental health. And so, when Dr. Bennett she spoke about the good, well, good mental health, um, she spoke about maintaining relationships, coping stress, you know, ha- having great tolerance and um, and experience, and so. With those that she expressed, where do you fall in? Mm. She spoke about a lot of things. Um, I agree with you know, with the thing. You know, we all we all are human. We all have to learn how to cope with stress. Right. Know? Some are better than others at it. You know. So you know, yeah, things are gonna happen. You're gonna have bad days, good days. So you're gonna feel down. So it's just it's all about you know finding that balance and just kind of learning to get through and, and cope with it and have you know good mental health. So where's your where's your where's your balance? I've actually finally found my balance in uh, a good space right now. That's good. It's because of me, people. I just wanted you guys to know that. I bring great balance. Yeah. <laughs> Let that be the reason. <laughs> I bring great balance to his life. I'm telling you, I have good vibes. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? Really? I'll... <laughs> no reason. Keep going. <laughs> and then... She feel better. <laughs> oh. And then also we talked about... Um, People are not what they seem, and they're also um, because there's they are too set focused on um, on their lives. And she spoke about how she did a project where she had someone, she had couples to listen for someone to talk five minutes, and and then vice versa. They would li- they will talk. She they will listen. They would respond, vice versa. The other person would talk for five minutes and would listen and respond. And I don't think, especially being mental, having mental health, how important it is. That's why a lot of therapists and counselors stay in business because people don't want to listen and they feel that they're overwhelmed and with other people's issues, but you're really not, you know? And so, with that being said, I just think that part in a person's life, just sitting there for five minutes, have you actually really just, well, you listen to me all the time. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that, Oliver? I'm just saying, everybody wants to be listened to. And I think everyone's so caught up in that, you know, this selfie um, society that we're in. It's all about me, 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 me. You know, so it's like, oh... Listen to me, but I'm, I don't want to listen to you. Like, you know, when you start talking, okay, boom, boom, you know, I got all this other stuff going on. So it's like, I mean, ultimately, everybody wants to be listened to. And I think if you just, something as so simple as stopping and listening and, hey, let me, know, how are you? No, how are you really? No, tell me. Let's talk about it. I'm listening. You know, and you can hear what's going on and help people, you know, and just, you know, just be there. You know, sometimes you don't have to say a word. Just listen. Because most people say, hey, I, no one's listening to me. 
Right. I think I think people should practice that. I think people should practice that. I think that if you don't listen, you should start listening. Yeah. I think that if you're married or in a in type of relationship or if a partner, even if, you know with your with your if your mother, it's your kids, with your kids, with your parents, listen. Communication. Communication. Listen for 5 minutes. You know, it it'll change a person's life. Yeah. Um also with um, with Dr. Benning, she talked about um, how people are defined by their jobs, oh, yes. and <laughs> and how that's also an issue. Like you know, people are defined by their jobs, and they're always trying to size people. Um, try, people are trying to size other people up about what they do. That is so true. That's why when I meet people, mm-hmm. I always ask them, you know, hey, you know, how are you? Mm-hmm. Tell me about you. And the first thing out of their mouth, they tell me about their job. Mm-hmm. And what they what their title is, what they do. No, no, tell me about you. And it's like some people sit and they look confused, like, what do you mean? And I'm like, and then like, oh, about me. And so it's like, it's kind of forces them to say, okay, disconnect from your job. This is how you make your money. You know, that's your career. Tell me about you. What do you like to do? You know, because you're not at your job 24-7, you know. More, you're not defined by your job. There's more to you than your job. I mean, that's just a small thing of what you do. You shouldn't be defined by it. <laughs> you shouldn't. But sometimes people, they can't disconnect to their job. It's just kind of like they don't know how. They don't even probably know where to begin. Just think about the entrepreneurs out here that they eat, breathe their jobs. How hard do you think it is to disconnect, to have a mental that's like mentally healthy to disconnect what you do as your career for a person to to obtain a balance in their life. How just imagine how hard that is. You're preaching to the choir. <laughs> and you know, you see, I was looking at you. I was I, giving you that. I, and I have no problem disconnecting. I, I am not defined by my job. I wear many hats, but I mean, I that's a small thing of what I do. Yeah, it consumes a lot of my time, but okay. I'm far from defined by my jobs. Huh. So when did you start that? Because it, I know it hasn't always been that simple, Oliver. You like right now? You like you know? Just you know, I disconnect myself. You know, if he had some of these braids, he'd be sweeping them back. I disconnect. <laughs> I disconnect myself to these jobs, and you know, I know how to do it. But but when did this well, actually happen, Oliver? I know it just didn't happen overnight. I think it's one of those things. It's like I mean, you don't have to be an entrepreneur. I mean, it could be with any job. It's like. I think one time I got sick okay. at work. Okay. And really, really sick. And I, I, I was the one that was like, I would go to work extra early. Mm-hmm. I would stay late. I would like just do extra work. I was just kind of above and beyond. And I got sick. And then, you know, my boss was kind of like, kind of like going off on me for being sick. And I'm like, I never call in to work. I, I'm never, you know, at perfect attendance, you know, there are no issues. And it's like, you, you know, started like going off. And I was like, wow, like I given so much I've sacrificed so much for this job I've you know uh, personal things that I had going on like appointments and things birthdays and whatever I would say oh let me you know I put work before that mm-hmm. for my, my family and uh, they showed no appreciation of that at all and right. so to them it was business as usual hmm. and so you know and I've seen so many people countless people get sick or you know whatever they're in the hospital and it's working work as usual so right. that's when I kind of learned I need to really kind of disconnect and, and 
you know, hey, I have a life outside of this place, you know, yeah, for this time that I'm here, y'all get me, mm-hmm. but after, outside of that, I have so many other things, there's so many other different aspects of my personality. Yeah, and you, and that's what keeps Oliver fit, mentally fit, <laughs> spiritually fit, is learning to dis- disconnect those two, you have to. Um, also, Dr. Um, Bennick, she talked about boundaries, mm-hmm. which I thought was, it's, it's, it's nothing new to me because I counsel and um, creating boundaries is important and it's so important because it allows you to have to have a space of um, of security um, and I call it people say mental health I call it mental wealth because when you have when you are mentally healthy that's wealth so being mentally wealthy, as I call it, drawing those boundaries, it creates that. When you say, look, I'm not going to do this, we're going to do this. At a certain time, we're not going to do this. I'm not going to be treated this way. You're not going to evade my space. You're going to respect my time. You're going to respect my mind. You're going to respect my body. You know, those, those are boundaries. What you're going to tolerate and what you are going to tolerate and what, you, what you're going to deal with and what you're not going to deal with. And so with that being said, um, with being mentally wealthy, mentally healthy, creating those boundaries, mm-hmm. it starts there. You have to start there with your boundaries being created. Yeah. And so when she said boundaries, I wasn't so I wasn't shocked about that. Because if if you don't create a place of your boundaries, I'm telling you, you'll crumble. It's like a wall that crumbles. Oh, yeah. People take advantage. Man, people take advantage. And then they they just keep chipping at that wall like, okay, I can get away with this. I chipped this boundary. I, okay, let's chip this boundary. Okay, I got this one. Then all of a sudden, you break the wall. It crumbles. And so um, her talking about boundaries and how important that is and how that coincides with um, with uh, um, with with good with good boundary. I mean, with good stress and good health mm-hmm. makes total sense. Um also, before she closed out, we were just talking about um, different um, treatments, which will go towards the end um, of this um, of this talk that we're doing. Let's get on this. Let's get on Sabah real quick, because <laughs> Sabah was amazing. Yes. So, I'm just like Sabah, Sabah, you go, girl. <laughs> I was sitting listening. I was like, wow, like this is an amazing woman. I mean. The love she has for her brother mm-hmm. to basically put her life, her career on hold. Yes. To become an advocate. I mean, yeah. that's, that's the epitome of selflessness. I mean, that's love. Man. I mean, most people won't even do that. I mean, just think, think about that. I mean, that's a sacrifice. And a lot of people. She does it out of love. Out of love, man. Ooh. And what I like most about Sabah is that Sabah is just so real. She 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 didn't hold back. You could hear the passion in her voice, yeah. the conviction. Yeah. You can and connect to her. Man, connect you can her. connect. So, man, you can connect with that girl. And I, she, she's gonna make an amazing um, amazing lawyer. Um, what I thought was very interesting, which I didn't know to an extent, because you know, as you counsel, I'm not saying I have all my clients are schizophrenic. They may 
have certain characteristics, but they're not severe. And so with um, with Sabah, she when she said how her brother was disconnected and how he could he would see he would see right through you. Like she made a lot of pow- powerful statements. You know how she would if you would ob- observe him, he would be in the one minute he'll be in the kitchen and he would eat everything and another another time he would burn um he would burn toast and just eat the toast. So you got to pay attention to those the details. Those signs, those and, details, and some of the things, signs that she said, show, uh, talked about, I didn't know. So I, I was like sitting there, like, wow, I didn't know that. I didn't know that, like the eye contact thing, and and uh, you know how some people who are schizophrenic, who are schizophrenic, don't like making eye contact, and because it feels very invasive, right? Of yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know that either. So. <laughs> What, what me and Oliver did? Because I, when she said that, we looking at each other in the eyes like, "Are you looking deep in my eyes, Oliver? Are you look, okay, I'm turning away. I'm just like looking because you don't look at those, you don't see those type little of cute. things. Yeah, those little cues. And so I'm trying to make sure, do I have a sign skin or don't look? You know, I'm I'm being so serious. Like when you have someone that actually deals with this every day, and then you. And she discusses this with us, like the different signs her brother has. I'm looking at Oliver, like, okay, let me make sure Oliver's giving me um, eye contact. Let me make what Oliver? I'm saying because I'm not, I'm not saying it jokingly, but you, when she described what her brother has, I I wouldn't know what to do, Oliver. That's a lot. Like I said, when she was talking, it just made me think about, you know, she said there are no resources or very little limited resources available for her brother. And, and and that's kind of how she became an advocate because she kind of had to step up to the plate and say, hey, you know, nothing's here. You know, yeah. you know, let me, you know, do the work and be there for my brother and, you know, be his muscles and be his arms and, you know, right. fight for him, you know. And then being that, you know, hey, you got to depend on calling the police. Man, that's and, they're, and they're not really trained on, on yeah. you know, mental illness. Mm-hmm. So that that's it's it's sad that we live in, a, in a, a country that's so wealthy that, you know, we, we should think that, you know, we should have everything available for but everybody. But we don't have. But we don't. I, I couldn't imagine them being disconnected to reality. But she made that statement. I think a lot of people in general in our community, they are disconnected with reality. And I think this is wrong with our society. See, being schizophrenia, the mental health aspect of it, that's why they're disconnected to reality. But what is our excuse as a people in the community being disconnected to reality? Because it's like, no one saw this. No one saw this. No one sees this. Like... Now that you speak about it and you, you talk about the disconnected people actually have, when, you, when I'm on the street now, I pay attention. How many people really pay attention, Oliver? People don't pay attention. Everybody's so caught up in this me, you know. The me, me, me. They're disconnected. They're society, disconnected. Social, you know, social media that we, that we live, you know, society that we live in. Everybody's all about me and, you know, and they're too caught up in their phones and texting and to even think about or notice people or, hey, neighbor, you know, hey, I, I noticed some signs here, and are you okay, or what's going on with you? Because no one cares. cares. Because look, no, look, everybody's disconnected to reality. We live in a community where people are disconnected. Unless it's happening to them, unless, unless it's in their face. 
You have to deal with it. You have to deal with it. Then that's when the connection, they like, oh, this is what the problem is. This is what the issue is. Let's vote on this. Let's do this. But until the problem is like dead slap in their face. I think as a society, we don't take mental health serious. I mean, we look at everything else. Okay. If you, somebody's on drugs, okay, wow, you know, hey, there's a huge drug problem, you know, right. unless everybody's, you know, jumps on board for that. But we, we don't, honestly, we don't, people don't take mental illness serious. So they're like, oh, like, it's just one of those things that oh, no one really talks about it. And, right. and it's one of those things that, you know, when was the last time you saw something on TV talking about mental illness or no. something like somebody's in the news, something in the newspaper writing an article or something, you, you just don't see it. And so it makes people so passive to it. Right? I, you know why? Because yeah. a lot of fake news going on. That's why. Yeah, yeah I can. T- I can tell you. Look, I can tell you why. That's all another time. I'm not. I, look, I'm not getting on the top. I'm just saying what, what's really going on. Um, also, she talked about which I thought was very interesting about um, how her brother, like the different signs and um, what how her brother um, acts like. If he's missing for a couple of weeks, you know, being homeless, and she made a statement. You said um, if he was in, was I think she said if he was in his right mind or something like yeah, that, he wouldn't, he wouldn't be. Who would want that for themselves to be homeless? To be homeless. Yeah. yeah, which makes sense. If if you were in your right mind, why would you want to be homeless? And you know, you really, I thought about that because I remember we were listening to it. You were, you know, over there in the corner, and. You kind of perked up and like, you know what, Nayeta, that is true. You know, you, you don't think about that, especially when you be in your right mind. So with with the, the justice system not helping the, the mental unhealthy, something has to change. It's um, like when she was tell, uh, telling us that and I was like listening, I was like, wow. I was like, how crippling that must feel as a family member to have a family member that needs help and it's out here in the streets and you're trying to get help and you can't help them and say, oh well you know yeah they're they're of age and you know well that's their decision and it's like no that's not their decision if they're mentally able to to make that decision they would make that for oh. themselves and so it's like you just like your hands are held behind your back it's like you're handcuffed you're trying to help and you can't and you're looking for all these resources that should be there to help you and they're just like whatever or they only help you when you hurt yourself or when you hurt like, someone yeah. else and then now they're looking at you as more of a criminal than more of a, a person who is in need of mental, you know, help. Yeah, and just imagine how how full the jails are, full of people. Lots of people. Lots of people. You know that are have mental health issues, and I, I and I just my heart pours out to Sabah. Yeah. And I told Sabah anything that the Help Show can do, we're so willing to help. She actually. She's amazing. She actually um, sent a letter um, to how to write to the lawmakers. And so, I don't know if I can pull it up. I don't think I can pull it up on my phone. But the letter, I actually can't. Look at this. Voila, look at that. I'll just read a little bit of it because it's a little long. Um, So, it says, my name is Sabai Muhammad. Um, over the years, our paths have crossed many times during my visits to the Capitol and through former Representative Gail Buckner. I'm a mental illness advocate and rising 3L law student. I was also raised in Clayton, Clayton County, Georgia. I became a mental illness advocate when my own family struggled to obtain access to care for my sick brother. 
As I researched the law, I discovered the countless other Georgia families with the same tragic story. The obstacles they faced to obtain treatment led to tragedies that could have been prevented. Their sick loved ones hurt themselves or someone else because under Georgia law, imminent threat to life stands as a statutory requirement for medical intervention. I would like to speak with you about the 258,000 Georgians that suffer from serious mental illness and how current legislation prevents their access to care. I understand that you're busy and your time and attention as a legislator is in high demand. Anytime you have available to discuss improving legislation for vulnerable citizens in our community will be greatly appreciated. I'm available to share my story and the story of the families. Um, I advocate for any time. I look forward to hearing from you soon. And so I read this letter because these are the letters that you send. She sent another letter um, um, that she gives um, samples and instructions. So if you guys are interested um, in sending these letters to your congressmen, to your lawmakers, um, she actually sent the letter so you can have an example on what the letter should look like and that um, so you could be an advocate for your sibling or for a friend or even for your community, you know. And so if you guys are interested in this letter and how the Help Show can help, you can email you can email the Help Show at info at thehelpshow.org and I'll email you back. I always check I always check the email. So you can email the help again info I N F O at thehelpshow.org and I will write you back and help you, you know, write your write the letter um, for your loved one or, you know, for a sibling or for, for your community in general um, so we can get some things changed I mean, around here. That's the least, we, that's the least we can do. She's dedicated her life to this. I mean, yeah. what's, what's 20 minutes of my time or an hour of my time? I mean, we'll spend an hour watching a reality TV show. Uh- are sitting in the movie theater for two, two and a half hours. I mean, what makes more of an impact? Right. This does. Yeah, just, you know. And so I thought that was... she sent. Actually, she sent this to me today. She sent this to me today. And so if you guys are interested, please go to email me at info at thehelpshow.org. And I'll, I'll contact you. We'll get this going. And that's what we can do. That's what we do at the Help Show. We, you know, we connect people to community resources to help out. Um, also, uh, we didn't finish listening, which um, she was telling me a story when she was. We were talking about the homelessness, about her being homeless, her brother being homeless for two weeks. Mm-hmm. So if you check out her her Instagram, I think it was like it's probably been four weeks now, about a month now. Mm-hmm. Someone stole her bike. So I'm gonna tell you a story. Maybe we can wrap up. <laughs> so someone stole her bike. And she was like, oh, man, somebody stole my bike. So she bought a new bike. So she actually found a bike. Somebody homeless had stole a bike and painted it black. No, I didn't paint it black or white. I think they painted it black. I think they painted it white. She told me white. And she had already bought a new bike. And when we spoke, she really couldn't say anything. And I, and I said... Because that could have been your brother. Because it could have. And someone needed that bike way more than she needed a bike. Yeah, she's riding a bike to go to school, but that bike is really somebody else's blessing. Yeah. 
And so you just never know. This is why I I know for a fact Sabai fights for being such a voice and an advocate for those that can't speak for themselves. It's very inspirational. I mean, just, well, I mean, just the, the tone in her voice and it's like the, the energy that came from, comes from her voice. It's like, wow, like, it's very impressive. The love that she has for mm. her brother to be able to do that and to, mm. you know, selflessly put your life on hold and say, hey, I'm, I'm going to do this. I mean, most people wouldn't do that. Yeah. She does it like, it didn't even think about it. Like, boom, like, I'm doing this, boom, boom. Right. You know, writing letters and, right. you know. Not weird. Amazing. You know, um, Sabah, we're very proud of you. Um, I, I, at the end, we just, I'm like speechless because this is powerful. This means a lot to me taking your time to to help others um i want to thank everybody for listening to the help show with myself and oliver um if you need help um if you have a loved one that's suffering from schizophrenia or any type of mental mental health issue guys reach out to um, nami which is nami.org or you can guys can uh, reach out to mentalhealthamerica.org and those are two really, really great places um, for you to get assistance. If you are in the Dallas area and um, you need a therapist to talk to, if you're having, you know, any type of mental health issues, if you just want to vent, because sometimes you are having mental health issues, you have someone to help with that, but then sometimes you just want to vent. You want someone to talk to that won't tell you secrets, <laughs> you know, Um Guys, call Dr. Um, Benick. Her number is 972-386-8599. You can reach Dr. Benick. Please, please, please tell her, guys, that the help show um, sent sent you. Um, also, so we have something really great about um, November the 1st, guys. So before we close out... We are throwing um, a fundraiser for autism. Yes, yes, yes. And the party is from 6 to 9. Um, you would have to go to Eventbrite and look up Party with a Purpose. And you will see the help show. Actually, you will see um, Lillian Block. So we're throwing this um, fundraiser for autism to raise money for a summer program all the way that goes into the school all the way when school starts for children that have severe autism. And so if you know if you don't get these type of things taken care of, if you don't, you know, help a child or, or help a person that, that has autism, it really becomes into it it really comes into a mental health issue, you know. As far as you're not being able to communicate well, so that's frustration. Just imagine you're not being able to, you have severe autism, you can't really express yourself, so you have all this built up. And so it becomes frustration. And what does frustration turn to? Into anger. And then when anger turns into, it turns into violence. And then the list goes on and on and on and on and on and on. Yeah. I work with autistic kids um, for a while. Yeah. And it's just the working with them and, and getting them in therapy and sessions and just kind of like at a young age you can actually help them to have more life skills and different right. things and kind of you know interact more through mm-hmm. different levels different severities but mm-hmm. so much that can be done all autism is not severe but you know you have different types of autism but um Rhonda Parker is her name with Parker Autism 
she works with a lot of clients, a lot of um, people, a lot of children with autism that has severe. And so that's who we're raising money for, the help show. And so um, the party's called Party with a Purpose at Lillian Block um, at her gallery, which is November the 1st from 6 to 9. Oh, yeah, and my boy DJ ASAP, he is DJing the party. And um, if I forgot to, forgot to tell you guys, we have a lot of, like, door prizes, and we have um, we have a contest, and the prizes are, like, Mavericks tickets. We have star tickets with the Swedes. We have carrier rides for you. If you have a little boo, <laughs> you, you want to um, view the city of Dallas, we got you, <laughs> you know. Um, and then if you can't make it because you're not here in the city of Dallas, you can always donate. And so um, what you can do if you, you can do two things, you can go to Instagram or Facebook and go to the help show and click on the link above and it goes straight to um, Eventbrite and you can donate there or you can go to Facebook and click on um, um, Eventbrite and also um you can donate or, or purchase a ticket there. So there's a couple ways that you can, you know, um, purchase. Or what you can do, if you have more questions about it, you can email uh, email me, Nyetta, at info at thehelpshow.org. And I will be gladly to respond to your email and give you more details or send you the link or however you would um like whatever you like to do if you would like to go straight to the link or you know do it that way or you can go to the help show at paypal <laughs> and you can do it that way it's a lot of ways but anyway um i want to say thank you thank you thank you for listening to the help show and our final thoughts and um if you want more information about the help show please go to the help show dot com and learn more about our different episodes thank you thank you for listening for more information go to thehelpshow.com do you have computer problems is your computer running slow <laughs> did you forget your passcode okay is it running slow because you've been downloading inappropriate things <laughs> Okay, I'm raising my hand. I've done it before. <laughs> Call Half Price Geeks. That's one eight seven 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 geeks And tell them the help show sent you. Are you fed up with that bully? Are you annoyed with your mama? Well, you know what, guys? Check out the anger room on 3014 Cumbers. If you want to take your anger out, if you want to throw some plates, if you want to jump on some desk, if you want to write on some walls, graffiti on the walls, if if you want to just take the frustration of sometime the day-to-day life that if you actually <laughs> do what you really felt you wanted to do, you might be incarcerated, <laughs> go to the anger room. Again, that's 3014 Cumber Street to make an appointment today. It's one eight four four. I get mad, and tell them the help show sent you.